So hello. Hi. What's up? Nothing much. What about you? Since you're always at the hospital. Mm. I feel like I might as well become a physician at this rate. <laughs> I think so too. Mm. I like hospitals though. They're nice places. I hate hospitals. And when I say nice places, the, you know, there's always like this external or extended family at at work that I love the jokes and the banter and you have to be quite banterous in those environments otherwise it's a little bit too serious are you in the hospital now no I'm not since when <laughs> since you started doing my shifts instead <laughs> I'm currently training to be an eye surgeon oh gruesomely awesome I think also when you're doing surgery on an eye, you're thinking about your own eye and you're looking through your eye and poking somebody else's eye in your eyes. It's, awesome. it's like Inception, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> the main reason I wanted to get into it is, as I, and in a lot of sort of low socioeconomic countries, that is a sort of rate limiting factor in the fact that, you know, if they're not able to see, then there's usually sort of younger person in the family that then becomes their carer and that really affected me as a child I just think it's um such a simple thing and most things in life are just incredibly simple and yeah and I don't know how we're gonna do eye surgery on the water or midair ah so this is um so there is a fantastic charity called Orbis surgeons at various different stages of their training can volunteer to work with Orbis and they fly around the world in this plane and they have theatres on the planes themselves um, and I've always wanted to get involved in something like that. The reason I went into medicine is because I wanted to be able to do something with my hands that, that helps somebody else. It makes me a little bit content and closer to God. Mm -hmm. Especially if you're 6,000 feet in the air. So tell me, where do you see kids and all of that? Yeah, this is the problem, isn't it? I think sometimes the way that I view my five and ten year plans doesn't quite equate to the typical um, having I get a that it's not. I get that it's not typical, but maybe you haven't planned it out yet. And your current plans are based on your current life, which is bachelorette. But then I wonder if somebody was in your life tomorrow, what would it look like for you? I don't think people just come into your life and you have to suddenly accommodate. I think then couples naturally reach a compromise where they push each other's agendas, you know, and goals. Um, okay, okay, but here we're talking about children. Yeah, so I I don't know. Like I would, I'd like to think that initially, when they're sort of young and you know relatively dependent on me, I, it would be a sort of case of not being too much of a problem, sort of traveling the world, and. Um, but they so, need you for the first five years at least. Well, I mean, five years is a bit much, and this is where sort of extended family comes into play. Um, I didn't... Okay, well, at least the first three years and the 
Freudian psychosexual development. So at least the first three to five years as a range. Scary, uh, Well, I it's not necessarily scary. I'm not afraid of things. <laughs> Why have um, you gone silent? I've grown silent because I don't understand or I'm a bit confused as to what you're wanting me to say. I think I don't know what I'm asking. So Well, I think there's asking and then there's sort of subtly pushing. Um, you know, I've wanted to be a doctor for a very long time. I'm very proud you of are a I, doctor. No, no, no. I know, but I'm talking back here. I've okay. wanted to to help people all my life. All my life, that's what I've wanted to do. And I found a job that agrees with me on so many levels. And therefore, it's not something I could give up just like that. And it's not something I feel like I have to for a period of time just because I've got children. And that's mm. where sort of my family come into play. And so I think that would be acceptable. I don't think that women in the 21st century have to make this decision of one or the other. And it it's comes at a... one or the other. If you pop out a baby tomorrow, but like once that child is born, at least at very minimum for like 12 months, you need to be with that baby like every day. 12 months? <laughs> I don't think it has to be strict in in that way okay clearly you don't agree no if i asked you for your opinion you give me your opinion what's your opinion on working mums totally for it go for it absolutely really and that's okay that um you know your wife returns to work um as soon as she pops out the kid Mm, no. Okay. Not because I don't want her to work. Because I don't want the child to grow up with some weird issues, <laughs> mental things. And I don't know, it's like the first couple of years or really critical for the rest of the life it's actually i think that's what you that's all you can put in is those first kind of five years that nurturing period and there's very kind of critical stages in that whether it's breastfeeding the baby like if you're at work who's going to breastfeed the baby have you heard about breast pumps you know they can they can do that here we go so, so, so you would want your future wife to stay at home and breastfeed and as in physically breastfeed and be there for the first five years of children of your, of, of, that, of your child's. Okay. Five years is, five, five years is stretching it, uh, especially if it's like a critical stage of her career, et cetera. The first year at very minimum, uh, for just for that foundation and then uh, yeah I mean like uh, in an ideal world I would love to be like traveling around the world but the reality is if I have kids tomorrow that I have to be like stationed up in one place 
and there as much as possible, especially in the early stages. Doesn't mean I have any ambition to become a house husband. So why why won't you become a house husband? What to leave everything and just be at and look after kids and cook food and that's it. Is that what you think the wife does at home? Don't spin it up. And no, I'm just I'm just asking a question. I mean, the way know, that you described it. Get you to do is define what a house husband is. Well, that's why I thought I would get you to do that first. So, what is it that you think that house husbands do? Tell me. Still hope. I just said. So, that. so can they work from home and, you know, um, feed the children and make sure they're safe until the wife gets home? In two weeks. Because she's out in Brazil. No, she's just gone to work and she finishes work at five. Okay. Is that not okay? You know, because for nine months she carried that child and went through the worst pain ever to give birth to that thing. That thing. That yeah, thing that, that thing, because it doesn't exist. So, so you don't think that, you know, pulling your weight and maybe staying at home, working from home, because you have the option to do so, feeding the kids and looking after them until she gets back. Would that be too much to ask? How did we get here? Well, we're having a conversation. Mm. Well, I was right by her all of those nine months. And if she what, wants carrying me... carrying the baby? And if she... And if she wants me to feed the baby from a plastic container which is what what do you call it a breast pump thing well no it would still be a bottle the breast pump is is the actual appliance that you have to use to get the milk but it's still a bottle yeah but the thing is not just about the connection it's just not it's not just about the milk is it it's about the baby and the mom connecting latching obviously preference would be for it to be very uh traditional in its process this was my question that ends up getting thrown back at me well the thing is when we ask questions we have um an indication of what sort of answer we're looking for and what is it that we hope to gain from asking that question because clearly it comes and it's stemming from somewhere where is the root of this question I already cleared that up at this mm-hmm. Perhaps you haven't thought about. Like for me, I want to be very hands-on with my kids. Maybe because of the uh, lack thereof I had from my own father. I don't want uh, my kid's mother to be distant from them. But if it's so... a matter of like till 5 p.m., it's still 5 p.m fine wait so i'm confused is it fine that it's it's 5 p.m or it's no because for 10 years she has to sacrifice her career because lo and behold she had children i think that's a bit extreme well no i'm asking a question but that's essentially what you're saying so 
where where does it stem from that it has to be 12 months or five years where does it where does it come from tradition is tradition but that doesn't necessarily means it's science or it proves a point there isn't such a specific time scale of for 10 years of that child's life it doesn't work that way there isn't a limitation what are you saying So if we are talking about women in the 21st century, because let's be honest here, it's because women have stayed home that economies and empires are built. And it's now got to a point where technology, even if it's just a mere breast pump, that gives women a bit more freedom in pursuing things that they've wanted to. And this is why we have, you know, women CEOs. And yet you're still bringing tradition into it. Where is the place What's tradition, tradition got to do with it? Well, you said tradition. You said it's tradition. Just, um, maybe you got triggered just because I mentioned the word. I said maybe I'm a little bit more classical, traditional in that regard of that physical connection rather than a breast pump in between. When I say this time frame, I say it's up to, right? And this is a nurturing period. Uh, what I'm talking about specifically is the nurturing period, at least at very minimum, those like up until that nursery going, kind of walking around, ready to go to like some kind of kindergarten somewhere. Typically, at least the first two years, uh, the baby's connection to the mother. Uh, always will always be a unique and special one and something the father, no matter what he does, can intercede for. With regards to breastfeeding, most women breastfeed for about six months. Therefore, this sort of physical skin-to-skin touch that you're alluding to is not necessary. And various theories of attachment, such as Bowlby's theory of attachment, would also suggest that that's also important. Up to six to two years is what he recommends, So, six, as in six months to two years. So really, the minimum of six months is not going to be detrimental to a child which physically doesn't need its mother's presence. But really what this strikes me in terms of your opinion is it is very traditional. It is backward and it is limiting because you as a man have no right to dictate or to even expect what it is that you think are your theories of attachment and the baby and how it forms and the fragility of not forming these relationships. It's got nothing to do with that. Physical needs are met as well as psychological psychological needs are met what limitation do we then have to pose on a woman's right to return to work and when she feels that's adequate if the child no longer physically needs her and those needs can be met with breast milk which is primarily what she's producing for this baby because in terms of you know no, 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 the- hold on hold on your point of contention was about timing and what defines this timing right well, no, I've already just told you. Bowlby's theory suggests that anything from six months theory. to two years. Theory, right? And it's up to two years. So, um, But you're not basing yours on theory. You're basing yours on tradition. What is theory? And classic. A, what what, is is, what does that mean? So what is, what is, what is, what is tradition? What is tradition? Because what, what is tradition? Your tradition can be so many different things. I don't know what is my tradition. I don't have any tradition. The thing is that you're on one side of the spectrum and I'm on the other side of the spectrum. And we're just trying to find the balance. So there's no reason to get 
heating up. You know what's really ironic about this whole situation? From the beginning, you have talked about your theories on attachment, your expectations on women, and the fact that they have to compromise and sacrifice their careers. And the moment that I suddenly speak up as the only woman in this conversation, I'm becoming heated and I'm becoming passionate. Isn't that ironic? You are. But I'm the only one to defend any of that. Why do you so have I'm to defend it? If- so you're expecting your future wife to stay at home with the children for two years? No. When did I ever say that? Again, you just... So like- now I'm asking you a question. What do you expect of your future wife with regards to having children and work? The role requires that person to physically be present. If that there's a consequence on the child... Yes, it's a big responsibility to have that child. I'm sure the woman is aware. I mean, she did carry it for nine months. So how do we gauge what's detrimental to that child's development if the mother chooses to return to work at six months? Well, if Bulbus says it's okay, then it's okay. Oh, so we're going back to theory now, are we? Instead of tradition? What is tradition? I don't know. I didn't define it. Then why? I didn't you... use the word. Oh, maybe I'm classical or traditional in that sense of, without defining what is tradition, uh, to have more of that uh, physical presence, that physical connection. That does not mean to say oh, the woman doesn't have to, can't work for the last five years. So there is somewhere in the middle. But there always has to be somewhere in the middle. Right. You know, for me, it was just a very innocent, curious question to see whether you have even thought about married life. I think what I find a bit troubling with your well, the way you you ask that question is it's looking at a reality or the possibility of an outcome that neither of us know what would happen, that God knows. One could hope that when you get there, that you can get on with it, essentially. And I think right now, in this moment in time in my life, I am all about my career. And I think I'm entitled to do that. And I'm entitled to think that. But I'm not so closed off to the sacrifices that it requires to become a parent and what that would entail as a mother, as a woman who works and as somebody who sees themselves, you know, working because they feel that that is a part of their faith that they fulfill. So for me, that's all I want to hear. And the problem that I have with sort of, you know, Asian men in general is their concept of roles or gender specific roles in the context of a family is so limiting that I think the woman chooses when it's time for her. But talking about that in general, I mean, you mentioned your father and you mentioned, you know, how your mother was able to overcome that 
part of your childhood, do you not think that you're maybe holding on to to your own experience and what you are projecting onto the future? In terms of the question that I asked you? No. In terms of your expectation? In terms of my expectation? I don't have any expectation. I just want to know what you value. That's it. And I think, yeah, maybe I was a bit abrupt with my question where all of a sudden switching tracks. I think you went like way overboard. I think um, that's really unfair to say because I I didn't define you in any way that you didn't use language to, to call me backwards, to try and focus on that. And backwards. That yeah, but not in the way that you're thinking. I said it in a kind of. But tell me, how am I? Way. How am I meant to? But but you see, it's not about pacifism. If you say to me that it's a traditional way, then what is that supposed to mean? What is that? What that. am I supposed to take from I said. that? Said said. Yeah, perhaps I'm being uh, classical or traditional in my uh, approach to having seen that physical uh, presence as necessary to then which we continue the conversation. So I think you'll find that we're actually talking similar approaches, but we just built this brick wall because all of a sudden you felt like you had to defend women's rights. So I think it's, I think it's just difficult for me because when I don't think you realize the sort of struggles that we as women face within our profession is, well, there are women that want to have it all essentially and have, you know, nannies at their beck and call and things like that. And yes, some would say, well, that's not really having a child. That is sort of, you know, having a child and then passing it on and then moving on to career. And these are all things that I'm aware of. And I wouldn't necessarily want that for my child, but if I can, and I feel that the child is ready and doesn't need me, I would like to return to work because for me, as I said, work is, is my religious duty. And it's what, how I feel that I can contribute to society and to help people. So it's more than just a job. It's more than just an occupation. And therefore, when there is a sort of limitation on what I can and can't do or what that expectation is of men, I, I found it quite astounding that you used the words, perhaps you didn't mean it in that way, which is clearly as you're trying to describe. But for me, when I hear the word traditional, conventional or culture, I just think it's backward. And I think it doesn't help that your ethnicity dictates that sort of already well-known stereotype. So that's why I get really frustrated when men impose that on women. And that's probably where you felt the conversation become a little bit more heated into a sort of sphere of feminism that probably wasn't what you meant. But that's where I'm coming from, yes? I sort of wanted to know, though. I'm not, like, laying out impositions or expectations. What I want to know is... What's your views or, or how do you see it playing out if you were to have a child? And I think I got my answer. So thank you. Oh, you're we welcome. Took the scenic route. But, um, and we didn't see many trees. But, you know, but that's, 
Well, that's, but that's the whole point, though. Isn't it? Thank you for listening to our very passionate and heated debate on the future and feminism. If you love what you're hearing, drop us an email on honeytrappodcast at outlook.com and keep tuning in.